0: Hey, friends, welcome to the Revelation Wellness Podcast. We're so happy that you've joined us today. Hey, this is it. Today is the last day to sign up for clean-hearting our latest faith, then food and fitness challenge we start this challenge together monday so be sure you don't miss the signups that close today they close at 11 59 p.m eastern time you can sign up for any donation amount to join us the sign up link is in our show notes don't hesitate and miss out for the pick your price donation Again, we want to remind you the last two years have been hard. If you've struggled with self doubt or overwhelm or confusion, and you've maybe given up on routines, it's time for a reset. The good news it's never too late. Rigid discipline can't produce the true freedom that Christ died for us to have. This is a challenge for all of us to get better to have our hearts searched and ministered to by the one who knows us best and loves us most. Inside our hearts is where the real work happens. And if we put the effort into cleaning up our hearts, our bodies will always fall in line with God's best. And if you're listening to this episode after the deadline has closed, don't worry, You can still join us for clean hearting. For only $29, you can start the challenge anytime. So invite a friend and together work through the 21 days and let the Lord refresh your heart. You can still join through that link in the show notes for $29. Swipe up and join us. And now on to today's episode. Our teaching today is a special one from Elisa titled, five things your new year's resolution needs for better health. We're excited to share it with you and you don't want to miss it. We hope you enjoyed the episode and we can't wait to see you in all the places, but especially in the clean Harding challenge. We'll see you soon. Peace.
1: Hi, um, if you're new to Revelation Wellness, um, I'm Elisa Keaton, the founder of Revelation Wellness. We founded and started, or the Lord started this in 2011. It's been 10 years. And so every time we're here, we're talking about what it means to embody our faith, not just have a faith, but embody a faith and think, feel, and choose in line with what God says is best. Now, often we can over-spiritualize that and say, hey, walk by the spirit that is absolutely true that's what paul would say in romans 8 the solution to doing the things you don't want to do is walk with the spirit get in line with the spirit but i also have to tell you we have a body that has gone through much adversity and stress in life and that changes chronic stress changes the organization and structure of your brain So no matter how hard you go, I know what I should do. I I need the spirit. But here's the thing. The spirit wants to actually engage with you. Not that you just have a, oh yeah, spirit. Okay, let's do that. No, you actually have to practice walking in the spirit, which that's what we do here is called spiritual formation. Us. We are constantly training your heart and this is not a one and done and you will do it for the rest of your life if you are looking to transform glory to glory, glory into the person that you are called to be. It's it's a working out of our salvation. So that's what we do here. We talk about faith. We talk about food. We talk about fitness. We talk about mental health. We talk about anxiety a depression, uh, tendencies, suicide. We talk about all these things nothing is off the table sexuality our sex life all these things because we are embodied people in a world that is very noisy and telling us what we should be doing so hi how's that for an introduction that's always my my quick uh elevator speech but i always want to say hi to new people and thank you for being here i'm going to be talking about the five things that you're You know, I could say New Year's resolution, but all a New Year's resolution is is a resolve, as I talked last Tuesday, an adamant resolve to do a new thing. And last week I talked about how don't be afraid of a new thing. We sometimes shame ourselves and go, you know, I've done it before, didn't work, not going to try it. Don't do that. Don't sit out because God is the God of new See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth, we're told in scripture. God is always wanting to do a new creation we are, a renewing of our mind, new, new. We wake up every day and there are new mercies. So don't back off of new. I love a person who just shows up, says, I'm gonna try another day. I am a new person. And by the way, you are a new person today. Did you know that? Last night when you slept, you're, uh, there's some saint, some cells in your brain called the um, oh I'm gonna get it wrong it's not glial um oh, I'm, I'm spacing on it now I love the name of it not glial oh it's your glymphatic system that's the word I like glymphatic say it with me glymphatic system It's the part of your uh, brain a system in your brain that when you sleep these little uh, like neuron like cells go through and they're street cleaners and they clean up Uh, your brain so that you wake up with a refreshment. And that's why if you don't don't get good sleep, the lymphatic system doesn't get to kick in and you'll start to wear and tear, kind of like the wheels on a car and an engine start to feel worn out. You need that deep rest so that your lymphatic system can wake up in the morning and you feel a sense of hope. And then you partner that with a, a sunrise and a new day. I mean, God is, all creation is crying out. Let's try it again. New mercy, new grace, no condemnation for those who are called to Christ. There's no condemnation. Try again. So today um, I'm going to talk about the five things we want to do for a a habit to stick. And there's all kinds of stuff out there. By the way, before I go any further, right now we're signing up for clean hearting, which is all about cleaning out our heart. It's our 21-day Faith First Then Fitness Challenge. And for 21 days, talk about the glymphatic system, cleaning our brain. We are going to let the Holy Spirit clean our heart while we partner with some action and some, some doing, some discipline that's rooted in delight. So any little step you take over the 21 days, if you just read the devotionals, I would encourage you, though, to do the devotionals and maybe try the first 10 minutes of some movement all of our movement it's not a calorie burn for us it is about expressive engagement of what's going on in your body your body is tense and rigid and then when you move it shakes out your nervous system starts to get a chance to bring the parasympathetic which is your rest and digest online that's why after a workout you always feel ah and by the way one of these days i'm going to come back here and i'm going to do a quick three minute workout with you. No joke. You're going to get the effects of like, Oh, that's why I move my body. So we're going to do that in 21 days. Any donation amount gets you in any donation and it closes link is up there. Oh, I forgot to put the link in. <laughs> um, and Jeanette, would you put the link in and then come back and put the link up there? I forgot to put the link in. Uh, It closes. Any donation amount gets you the 21 days of training, all kinds of good stuff, Um, menu planning, recipe. I'll be cooking. I'll be back on the Facebook page, community page. Um, Good, good stuff. More than you could ask or imagine for a simple $10 donation. And you don't even have to give $10. We just suggest $10. Um, But give graciously so that other people can can get it at the lower cost if need be. So signups close on January 6th, Thursday like two days, two and a half days from now at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, it closes, then on Monday, we start, okay? Monday, and if any of you are here, hi, hello, hello, if any of you here are like, ugh, oh, I've done it before, uh, yes, yeah, so I see the question, is the, is the clean heart content different than when it was offered before? Um, no, we've done a little bit of a scrub on it, but no, but let me ask you this, do you remember everything? Do you remember every 21 days? <laughs> like, did you read your Bible? We repeat some of these things because we're like, yeah, still true. We scrub that content and go, is there anything we would change? Anything we would say different? No, it's still good and true. But what is completely revised is the movement calendar and of course the live community and of course the coaching that you will get with me as you come in through it. So um, yeah, so a lot of times we go, ah, eh, I did it before, ah, eh, it didn't do anything don't do that. Don't do that. Whether it's a new thing, it's, or it's always a new thing. Even if it's something you've done before, you've never done it in this state of life and season that we're in now. So expect the Holy Spirit to illuminate something to you and empower you in a time such as this. See, our brain always, our, our, our brain set on the flesh goes i I need the next thing 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 i need the new no you need a renewed mind to do the the thing that god's called us to do and that's part of these practices okay all right all right all right heck no Ah, (laughs) that's awesome let's do it again okay and those of you haven't let's do it for the first time so that's what you need to know just in case you don't hang out to get the next 20 minutes of the five things that your uh, habit or New Year's resolution should include. And like I said, you're gonna find all kinds of teaching out there right now. Um, I think everyone's doing their best to give you some good um, info on how to make things stick, but I will tell you this. You can have all the how's, all the what's, all the when's and all the where's, but if you don't have a why, that transcends things here it will fall back into old patterns it's a why that changes us why i was just listening to a teaching today about the difference between there are there are there are goals strategic goals and then there are identity goals which ones stick and which ones change lives identity goals when I approach the goal as I'm going, this is going to change me as a person. This is going, this is who I am and what I do. This is an identity of the person I am. Now that is kingdom right there. Everything else is a strategic goal. The how, the what, the when, and the where. But when you get to the why for people of God, that's identity. Identity. Why? Because you're a child of God. Why? Because he's made promises to you. Why? Because I want to live to the fullest of my full potential. Why? Because I'm a good work created for good workmanship. That's my why. And friends, that's not going to be a popular one. The world is going to give you a different why. The world is going to give you the why of, well, so that your health is better. Yes. Well, so that you can love your children better. Yes. So that you can feel better. Those are great whys. But those are subcategory whys compared to, because I'm a child of God. Because God made me, formed me in my mother's womb. Maybe you had a bad mama, papa, and there's a lot of trauma and drama. Doesn't matter. It didn't change his why of like, I have created you for such a time as this. That's our why. And there is work to do. All right, so here we go. Let me jump in. Uh, I shared with you an article last time. It was from discoveryhappyhabits.com about the top five reasons why people quit a habit or quit a New Year's resolution. And here, let's review those five things because then we're going to flip it in a kingdom mindset. First thing they stop is because people have unrealistic goals. That's the first reason why people stop is that it's unrealistic. The second reason that people stop is that they don't track the goal. They don't keep track. They don't write things down. The third is that they forgot about uh, the resolution. They forgot about it, and they, they didn't keep it like before them, so they didn't track it, which is really in line with, if I don't write it down, I'm gonna forget it. This is why the Bible says, keep the vision before you, because what you look at, you walk yourself into and you become. Um, And the fourth reason why, by the way, there's only four reasons, is that they made too many goals. Too many goals. All right. So those are the five reasons that people fail. So if we're going to look at that, let's grab hold of those things. And then I'm going to add a fifth reason why people, but let's look at those things. And maybe you can just do a little checkbox like, yep, Elisa, that makes sense. and, And I'm working that out. So the first thing is don't be unrealistic can't don't people are unrealistic well don't be unrealistic but there's a there's a little part of a word or a parcel of the word right there real inside of unrealistic real like you have to be real and here's the other thing as people of god we live again with our mind set on things above not on things below we know 2 Corinthians 4.16 says that outwardly we are fading away, but inwardly we're being renewed. So we set our minds on things above. That inwardly renews me. The reality that you live through or live from is that of the kingdom. So if you're going to be not be unrealistic and then have a realistic goal, you need to remember the reality that you are connected to. So the reality of the kingdom is God. Let me ask you this question. Is God interested or does God want you to have thinner thighs? Does God want you to have a smaller waistline? I'm not going to say he doesn't want that, but is that what he wants most? No, it's not what he wants most. His realistic goal, what he's really focused on for you is, can't be seen it's unseen so we have to redefine what health is about we have to redefine what our bodies are for because we live from a different reality if you live from the reality of earth earthbound thinking go sign up for the box of food and go count your calories and get, download the app it'll work I'm by the, a 30-year fitness professional Did you know I thought about that last night 30 years 30 years (laughs) you got to trust mama keats on this it'll get you the goal if you lock yourself in it will not set you free it will rebound and especially the more and more science keeps coming in that the more you focus on losing weight the more it rebounds back you might lose the weight but then bang you'll crash back out and gain more weight you cannot focus on the weight because weight is seen you're, sit, you're you stand on a scale and you see a number and go, oh, that's not the reality. The kingdom's like, I, he cares if you care, but he has a greater concern on his mind. And that's what's going on in your heart. So you have to redefine what body fitness and health for. If our goals are going to be realistic, not unrealistic, we have to redefine. We have to take authority back and say, this is what my body is for. This is why I move my body. This is why. Redefine your body fitness and health goals. By the way, (laughs) hi, I'm really excited. (laughs) I love you all so much. Thanks for being here. Hit share if you came in new. Please hit share. Um, Today on the podcast, we released a bonus. Oh, yes, it's a bonus episode that went out today. It's called, Can I Love My Body and Still Want Change? that will tap into this. Be realistic. That'll take this first thing a little bit further. So if you want to go listen to the podcast, go listen to that. It's a, it's a great question. And I, something is, we will probably wrestle for the rest of my life, but, or we will together go check it out. Okay. So we have to redefine what health and body fitness is. Don't be realistic. First, figure out what's the reality from which you're, for what you are moving and getting in your body and wanting health for. The second thing in terms of don't be unrealistic is small things are big things. Small things are big things. Say it with me. Small things are big things, right? In the kingdom, Jesus talks this way. Small things are big. If you have a faith uh, uh, the size of a mustard seed, it will grow and before you know it you got birds and things taking refuge in that place of what you've cultivated as the tiniest seed a mustard seed when he's very deliberate when he spoke spoke about a mustard seed is teeny teeny tiny teeny tiny small things are big in the reality of the kingdom mustard seeds babies in a manger gee we just celebrated a God, the Savior of the world, comes as a baby? Tiny, tiny things. Faith, like a child? child. You know, children have big faith. Why? Because they haven't been crushed by the sin and the pain and the adversity of the world as long as we have. As adults, we grow, we grow, we get up our defenses, we get our self-preservation on, and faith gets teeny, teeny, tiny. So, Faith like a child. A widow with two coins. Jesus talks about those two coins. You see those two little coins? That woman will be talked about. Great is she. She made the biggest offering than any of you Pharisees standing here with your 10%. She gave two little coins and she is the bigger giver. Two fish and five loaves to feed (laughs) 5,000. Two fish, little, (sighs) creates much. Think tiny instead of i'm going to lose one to two pounds a week i also want to encourage you whatever it is those are tiny or or that seems tiny one to two pounds a week elisa that's easy those are tiny no go even smaller go smaller i'm going to move my body each day for 10 minutes or whatever or i'm going to pack my lunch instead of eating out whatever that teeny tiny things instead of I'm going to lose one to two pounds a week. I'm going to, whatever. Those are big, go smaller. There's a book by James Clear called Atomic Habits. Have you all heard of it? It's a, it's a, I liked it. A lot of people loved it. I didn't love it, but I did like it. And I love the premise of it's these tiny habits that compound over time. Um, so it, and it was on the New York Times bestseller. So I read it. I do like this quote, though, that he says. He says that all big things come from small beginnings. The seed of every habit is a single tiny decision. But as that decision is repeated, a habit sprouts and grows stronger. So there you go, teeny tiny. Diana, everyone, we're excited for you, Diana. Diana said, I would love it, you guys. Yeah, put your tiny, put your Put your realistic thing in the chat. Light it up. Let's let's encourage one another. Share what your realistic is. Um, so Diana says that she's uh, no more DoorDash or Uber Eats. Okay. Okay. Well, I also think, Diana, I'm going to come back to, we got to get a little more specific on that because to just make that big sweep statement that has doesn't have the tent poles it needs. But we agree with that. Like, okay, no more of no eating out at that. I think what you're going to have to say is, well, we'll get, we'll get, we'll come back to your goal. We're going to use Diana's goal in a second. So what is it? And it's tiny enough. If it's one thing that will compound into other things, no processed foods, Wendy says, okay. All right. All right. We'll come back to those. These are, these are tiny, but they also need a little more infrastructure. The second thing that you need if it's not going to fall apart is you have to write things down. Write things down, not as a ledger where you add up and count. I'm not a, a write it down to count things. I'm just not. That's exhausting. It's fatiguing. It's so boring over It's exciting at first because we are like, oh, I, I can see the equation, but it, it it doesn't sustain. But if you write things down as in, That's what I ate today. And that's how I felt. By the way, I don't have it. It's way over there. And I'm hooked up with this microphone. We have a food journal called Not Your Average Food Journal on Amazon. You can get it. That is a great write it down because we talk about more than food in there. We want you to write down the word of God. We want you to write down, kind of think about your day. But writing down what you ate or writing down how you move and having a plan in the food journal, we also create a place to have a plan, write things down. Yeah. Janice says, when you write them down, you make them real. It's true. Tons of brain science too, about writing things down. There's a study. I love it. I call it the 42% and it's over in my Instagram highlights but they did a study of people who write things down and don't and they found that the people who write things down are 42 percent more likely to do the thing that they say they're going to do you write things down it's not loose and just floating out there so again if you have not if you don't write things down it's not going to last it's not going to stick we want a sticky habit so write things down i love i love to challenge people to Remember when we, as kids, used to have that callus because we held pencils all the time and pencils were so uncomfortable? Remember when we got those little like spongy things that went over the pen so that you could hold it and not irritate your callus? I used to get so callused. And by the way, I hold my pen, pencil kind of funny. I think most people hold it like that. I hold it like that. It would be, I remember, do you guys remember second, third, fourth grade? Like it would be inflamed writing, 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 writing. <laughs> Writing, writing, writing. I challenge you guys: get calloused fingers and uncallous your heart. It's our heart that's callous Jesus rebukes the Pharisees and says, "Your hearts are calloused," which is another word for you're stupid. The, the the Bible and the Greek, the word callous means to be stupid. It fattens our heart. We numb our heart. So let's let's start leaning out our heart and put a little callous on our finger write things down okay third and i already said that this, this dentist is calling me is back to the small goal now this is the third point is be strategic with the goal which means to be specific so back to um our friend diana who said uber i'm, I'm not ubering or i'm not well you can take an uber please if you need a car Uber Eats. I'm not going to Uber Eats. A goal that's small also needs a little bit of a strategy. It needs to be thought through because where you get out your journal and you've got to answer the question. What am I going to do? So Diana said, I am not Uber eating, okay? What not Uber eat? How am I going to do that? What does a how look like? What does the how look like? Well, when I whatever time you usually do it, what, how, how does it play out for you to not do Uber Eats? How will you not do that? Is it put your phone away, take the app off of your phone? Um, you've got to have a, how will I not Uber Eat? Think about it. I know it can be like, what does that mean? How can you remove it so that you don't have that temptation for it? And then the where is more about, is there a certain place in your life that you're prone to Uber Eat? Is it at work? I'm not going to do it at work or, um, I'm not going to do it at home. I'm not, is there a place where you tend to do it? Where, and then think and dress that. And then when is it, when will I not Uber Eats? And that's a good, that kind of is a big question for all of, all of you, for even Wendy who said no processed food. Okay. When like for the rest of your life, We're not going to do every day for the rest of your... When will you not? You you, you see what I'm saying? So when will you not Uber eat? Is it for the rest of your life? Or is it, I'm not going to Uber eat my dinners. um, And so I'm going to remove it off the phone. And that's what I am doing. You've got to get more specific than just no more Uber eats. Because there's too many ways for opportunity to come in. And I also want to say to Wendy and Diana, um, you probably are going to Uber eat again in your life at some point. But right now, the resolve is no. No. (laughs) The resolve is for right now. And that's maybe what you got to figure it out. But I will tell you this. I'm going to switch gear over to the brain. Your dopamine pleasure sensor response is probably burned out on the side of pleasure, right? Uh, When you Uber eat, it's easy which, ha, pleasure, and it tastes good. Ah, great. So you have burned that out, which means you've got to reestablish some tension. So that's going to take anywhere. I was just listening to a teaching from Huberman Podcast. I love his podcast. He's a neuroscientist, and he shares all the latest research and just interesting facts, breaks it down for us. But you know that saying that a habit takes 21 days to, to form or or to to kind of take place and begin to happen. He's saying that's not true. Get ready for this. The research shows that for some people, 21 days, and they're starting to form a habit. For some people, it can go as high as 220 days. (laughs) So uh, I'm not here to poop on your party, but what what I do think, what I do know is you, what continually proves over and over is if you have a repeated pattern of addiction, a thing that you do, which is really just addiction, doing what you don't want to do and getting negative results. That's an addiction pattern. Um, In her book, Anna Lemke, a neuroscientist. I love that book. It's my number one book of 2021, which was Dopamine Nation for as far as mind, body, science. Loved it. You got to get past the first chapter, though, and put your seatbelt on. But she talks about as a neuroscientist, psychologist who works with addicts, there is no way around the fact that you, they have to do a hard stop. They've got to do a hard stop, not a weaning off. So again, your habit can be small, but it has to stop like for the next 30 days. And according to her science, a 30 day is a good, you'll start to get some flexibility back in terms of not feeling so anxious around that thing or about that thing. Y'all it's going to suck at the beginning. We're all right now. We're all in the honeymoon. We're like, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. A week or two weeks from now, when the, someone says, Hey, let's, let's Uber eat. And then you have to remember, I said, I wasn't going to do that. You have to have that resolve, that adamant, just no, I said 30 days. So I would back to starting small, put some wins on there, put some, Well, I know for this foreseeable future, but be realistic. Back to be realistic. Be realistic, make it small, make it strategic, and write things down. Okay, how are we doing? If you're liking this teaching, hit share if you haven't hit it already. All right, so you have to be strategic with your goal. Small, specifically, write it down. The fourth thing that you will need is community. Community. You have to find your people. James Clear says in his book, one of the most effective things you can do to build better habits is to join a culture where your desired behavior is the normal behavior. That's us at Revelation Wellness. Guess what we're never going to do? We're never going to shame you and be like, you should have had that by now. But what we are, the people who go, let's try again. Let's get up. And if you don't want to be up, we're going to frustrate you. And what you might tend to do is be like, I'm out of here. Because they keep telling me, they keep reminding me that I can't lay on my mat. I can't just stay here and complain about the people who won't come and help me get into the pool when the water stirs up. John 5, go read John 5. Or is it John 4? John five, community, you have to find your people, find people with, uh, who you have that shared normal behavior with. This is normal for us. This is normal for us, health and wholeness. It is, we're just pursuing it. We fall down. We try again. We get up. We, we train ourselves. We take literally when Paul says, think like an athlete and a soldier, we're, we're doing that. That's what we do. So if you're looking for that community, we're your people. Get in the clean hearting challenge and grab another person. I promise you, God wants to meet with you and set you free. Okay. Now, that was four, but now I'm adding number five. The fifth thing you need for that thing to stick, that habit or that new year resolution. I love back to resolve that 30 day or whatever it is, I'm resolved about this, man, I can think of something else I need to give you, but I'll do it another time. Those who live from the reality of the kingdom won't quit because they need the manna each day. They know these, this goes back to identity. You know that This is a God thing that God has to come, that you need God to give you the grace to say no or to say, yes, I'm going to get up and go for a walk. You need him each day. There's this dependency on God, not on people. We're not codependent on people. We're not codependent on resources. It's God and God alone. They are people or in this community that we celebrate celebrate those small things and they turn big. And we're also people in this community who live from the reality that we need God, that we won't be hard on ourselves. We won't be hard on ourselves. James Clear says that these things compound over time. That time magnifies the margin between success and failure. These things will take time. This is our community. This is who we are. The reality is, it's going to take time. And you get to try again. We are people of tiny, kind, and compassionate goals that embrace suffering and expect a resurrection. Uh, the podcast is the Huberman Lab. H-U-B-E-R-M-A-N, Huberman Lab. I love it. It's a great one. He just put out an episode about habits and uh, mostly speaking to the New Year's resolution. It's really good. Tiny, kind, and compassionate goals, everyone. Tiny, kind, compassionate. Write them down. Again, use our food journal if it's about your food or if it's about your life goals. We also have another journal called the Move and Love Journal that helps you to... Think about these things that you want for your life. Put them into action. Uh, Just in Huberman today, they were talking about the fact that, yep, Huberman Lab, that there's still that constant, uh, the research continues to come in that if you think about, if you visualize, have mental practice of what you look like living out that goal, you are more likely to do it. This goes back to have a vision. Write it down. Keep it before you. All right, all, that's all I want to say about that. All big things come from small beginnings. All big things. Okay, any questions, I hope that blesses you, any questions about your goal, or I'm here to coach for a few minutes if you have any questions. Do not forget to get in clean hearting. I promise you the content is what you need to back up everything I've talked about here today. And I want to encourage those of you that when you're ready for change, if you've suffered enough and you know enough, you're ready for change, be kind to you. Be kind and be resolved. Be content with what is. Be graceful, be kind with yourself, but contend for what it is God says you can have. Right? Don't let the enemy steal it by pushing you out and saying it's not for you that's why we need community that's why that's why it's good if you're doing the challenge get another friend with you get someone else in this with you go public in a way to say i want to be held to the fire on this this is this is my resolve okay thanks for being here lord thank you for this community i pray for a, a swell of courage, and wisdom, and kindness, and rest, <laughs> even in our work, so that you can continue to do a good thing in our brains and our bodies. Lord, we do want to walk by the Spirit, and yet you know how hard it is for us who have lived a physical existence in a very physically focused world. Come and rewire our brains, Lord. Come and help us understand what's going in our hearts. Help us to think like you, God. Help us to think small, that is big. Help us to keep a vision before us. And Lord, help us find one another and stay cleaving into you that binds us together in love. In Jesus' name, amen.